I have the most interesting conversations with people sometimes. I've come to realize that. So um, we talked about it before that, you know, my doctor uh, is like, oh, yeah, you're not going out on the road. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel I, I feel like I didn't understand exactly why he was telling me exactly that and what the precursor and everything was for it. So it turns out that somebody who he would had on the borderline, I got all the information for it today okay. or yesterday, I should say, um, that he had on the borderline and was like, okay, I'm going to let him go. Um, had a stroke in the middle of a drive and smashed into, um, like two other cars just as the truck was, you know, naturally pulling off to the side of the road at full speed. And so when doctors checked him out and everything, they're like, this guy should have never passed physical and who, who helped him pass this physical. And so that's the whole reason of his parent for his paranoia. Okay. I'm like, okay, so I get it. And I'm just still frustrated about it, you know, because there is nothing that stresses a person more than when you tell a person that they can't stress. And if they stress, they're going to kill themselves. How relaxing of a calming statement do you think that could possibly be? I feel like it depends on who you are. Because I feel like it's a lot easier said than done, obviously. But for some people that, you know, and <laughs> I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit a nail on the head for some people um, that are into yoga and meditation and mm-hmm. you know calming music and centering themselves and reading their astrology and calming down and taking their 10 minutes every hour to just breathe and all that like people like that that's like oh okay I got you like they, they're used to doing things like that people that have tried and enjoy yoga they're used to doing things like that mm-hmm. the people that are honestly man bun go to my morning you know little cafe get myself my everything bagel and you know avocado toast like those those people they're they're a lot more attuned to being able to just okay I got I understand what you're telling me let me just you know calm down and then also I feel like it's a lot easier for uh, people that don't have a lot of responsibilities like if you know I went to the doctor tomorrow and they told me the same thing I'd be like okay it, it wouldn't be hard for me to relax mm-hmm. I just <laughs> you have things that you're dealing with and you put so much on your shoulders that you're the only one holding yourself accountable for some of the things, but you don't want to let it go because you are afraid of having everything fall apart. So instead of letting it go, you stress about letting it go. And then if you do let it go, you're continuously, you know, stressing about the fact that you did let it go and it's going to, you know, not work. So it's like, you don't actually let things go (laughs) when you Mm -hmm. say you're going to just, Oh, I won't do that. You don't act. Yeah, sure. You're not doing it, but you're still thinking about it. So it's for for people like you i can understand it being like that because at the end of the day yeah it, we could literally take absolutely everything away from you that dealing with in this house and you still would be stressing about everything in the house <laughs> we could tell you no you do absolutely nothing but work on 
three videos a day mm-hmm. and you know the bills and nothing else and you would still go oh man but did lily take her pills last night oh man but oh my gosh you know what's gonna be for dinner oh they're gonna figure it out but you know what if it's is it gonna align with my diet well i don't want to upset them i don't want to like you still do things like that so i i feel like as even though it's one of those things that like they they told you too and i think it's funny because i can't see you doing yoga or having mindfulness moments of just sitting there breathing because you can't shut your brain off so it's it's a funny it's a a funny visual to me to see you on a yoga mat doing the namaste like you just wouldn't do that you think it's stupid so it's like it's hard to convince somebody that thinks things like that are stupid are helpful because if you don't it's the same thing we've had the conversations about the whole placebo effect thing it's like if you believe that it's going to help you it's going to help you and if you believe in it then you believe in it but if you don't then you're going to go into it going this is stupid it doesn't work it's not going to work so it just it's kind of a, a lose-lose situation and you know some in in some aspects of it because you can't not stress you have a family of 10 people that you're trying to keep alive and above you know drowning in all of the things that are going on in the world right now and it's taking tolls on you it's Mm. not possible for you to just not stress the only things that are are beneficial to you is focusing on doing something else that's what you didn't when i first met you it was how you worked you're angry about something so you would take the anger and put it into something else and you would just work and build and Mm -hmm. do things with your hands and all this for you know hours on end and then go look i did this thing especially when it came to cooking and now it's like we can't we can't even you know go out and get all of the ingredients that we want to have because we were the kind of family that would go out and spend you know a hundred bucks just to make dinner Mm-hmm. every day <laughs> and now it's like we have to make 100 bucks last two weeks for groceries and we're sitting here going okay it's not that hard we can we can figure it out but you can't be in the kitchen doing all the things you wanted to do because that was the that was the biggest way for you to de-stress you would have a bad day and make the most magnificent dinner <laughs> everybody would be like what the heck but that was how you work through everything but you know can't do that right now so i can see it and on top of that when you cook you eat more and you're trying to not eat as much and eat healthier so it's like there's literally a constant never-ending battle with all the things that you want to do and for me in particular what i see i'm like you just literally need to be outside building stuff working on things because even though it makes you like irritated in the moment you're only irritated for something in that moment and then you're happy with something when you're done with it or happy with the amount of work you got done or whatever and you sleep better when you do things outside (laughs) so that's just it's just i couldn't even (laughs) i understand i don't understand obviously Mm -hmm. i'm not in the thing but i i can see what's going on and i'm I'm trying (laughs) to be more helpful in it and trying to you know take care of the girls and aspects that you know you don't have to be a part of and things like that so that you're not worrying about it because this this the only thing that i can do yeah i know and and i do try to do things to lower my blood pressure and relax a little bit like i do try to sleep in a little bit more and that's been that's a big step for me you you know me i don't like to sleep 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, by my nature, don't like to sleep. And I've been trying to sleep more and sleep in more and go to bed a little earlier. And just because that's one of the things that he said, that's like the most, you know, the most beneficial thing I can do right now is, yeah, relax, sleep, and stay away from alcohol and eat better. Well, I haven't been having alcohol. Mm-hmm. I haven't had candy. I've been... I'm not I'm not taking in a bunch of sugar, right? I'm literally just okay. So I'm thinking like right now I'm going I think it's about time to start going fishing on a regular basis and start going out to the water and yeah, I'm going to work on the videos. Maybe go fishing, go work on videos and and do everything else and you know, even for some of the podcasts we've been talking about, you know, since it's summer, having the other girls in here and it's like, okay. So I'm like, you know, this is just, I'm, I'm going to get it figured out. So one way or the other. So I have to, <laughs> I know I have to. So I really do miss being out on the road. I really do miss being productive and feeling like I'm being productive, you know? So I, I, I get that I do stuff and everybody's like, yeah, you're doing stuff. I just, uh, and I get it. There's going to come a point where the videos and everything that we're doing is it's going to click and it's going to hit and it's going to be like, okay, cool. You know? And it's like, so I'm just, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm just trying. So, but, uh, I have thought about something that's really kind of been taking me over and I'm, I'm, I'm going to just kind of look at it a little bit more. Cause we have been talking about like, like you have a separate Instagram for your gardening and everything else. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that. Maybe I needed to do something a little different on my own too. So yeah, it, it is, I, I have things in my head. So with that, good morning and welcome to the Morning Grind on the Soup Podcast on everything where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time. So we have a couple of uh, national days? Uh, Yes, three. Awesome. Go ahead. So the first one is more of a kind of a a joke (laughs) because I don't think that these exist really anymore. But here we go. It is National Geek Pride Day. Okay. So get your geek on. Let your geek flags fly on May 25th. Geek Pride Day celebrates all things geeky. It is for those people who appreciate sci-fi, fantasy, board games, video games, comic books, cosplay, anime, steampunk, and zombies, and so much more. Geeks are a diverse bunch with one shared quality, passion, especially for technology and for those things that are outside of mainstream interests and that can make them seem eccentric. Geeks are smart, at least if collections of information measure intelligence. Geeks collect lots of information. Geeks invent things, too. Famous geeks include Thomas Edison, Steve Wozniak, and Benjamin Franklin. I have no idea who that one is. Uh, Which one? Steve Wozniak. The Woz? You don't know who the Woz... Oh, man. The Woz was literally the reason that you have a, a, a personal computer and video games and, like... Yeah, Steve Wozniak was amazing. So, mm-hmm. or is amazing. He's still alive. Sorry, Woz, if you happen <laughs> to be listening to that. Yeah, no, Steve Wozniak <laughs> is is great. Okay. Each one was innovative, eccentric, and passionate about things outside their mainstream society. 
Many tech publications and websites promote the Bill of Rights for Geeks. Some of the geek rights include the right to be a geek, Mm -hmm. staying at home, not having a partner, and being a virgin, not uh, liking football or any sports for that matter, the right to geek association, to have few friends or none at all, to have all of the friends that geeks love and they love each other, not to go to fashion experiences, to be overweight and world domination. So, to observe Geek Pride Day, if you're not sure if you are a geek, uh, definitely visit the Greek, the Greek, <laughs> the Geek Pride Day website, because that exists. Uh, follow, <laughs> follow anybody on social media that uses hashtag Geek Pride Day if you mm-hmm. are a geek. And then if you are, be the geekiest you can be on Geek Pride Day. Get competitive. Be geekier than anyone else. In a discussion about something geeky, you must give your opinion. Save and protect all geeky material. Show off geeky stuff as a museum of geekiness. Don't be a generalized geek. You must specialize in something. Download or stream a geeky movie, one that has a passionate, eccentric fandom. Watch the first Star Wars movie released in 1977. Go to a public gathering in costume or at least with a geekdom t-shirt. Don't waste your time on anything not related to geekdom. And befriend any person or persons bearing any physical similarities to comic book or sci-fi figures. So we used to joke around at Apple um, because we would say, you know, the U.S. was established in 1776. But Apple was established in 1976. And Steve Wozniak was co-founder of Apple. Okay. And so it was like, so America didn't really become America until 1976. What's crazy to think about is that Apple computers are older than the first Star Wars movie. So. See, I just, I feel like things, like. Uh, <laughs> okay, for, Okay. so first of all, the reason why it's on today, because like, that was the first thing that I wondered, is because it's the day that Star Wars first premiered in 1977. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that this is funny, because I feel like with Gen Z, we've gotten to the point where there's no such thing as a geek anymore. Because right. everybody is That's geeky. That's exactly it. And, and it's see? like, this does, there's no reason for this because nobody specializes in anything. They list it off people who appreciate sci-fi. There are so many mm-hmm. people that know all kinds of sci-fi things now. Literally, uh, it's... Oh gosh, what's the the other one? <laughs> it's not Star Wars. It's Star Trek. Star Trek that everybody lo- everybody knows and watches Star Trek at this point. Uh, fantasy, board games, video games, comic books, cosplay, anime, steampunk, and zombies. I'm like everybody. Everybody likes that. Mm-hmm. The fact that FNAF is a mainstream thing, it, it's literally like no, it's over. Oh, Ge- and it, it geekiness doesn't no, exist anymore. Dungeons and Dragons is yeah. mainstream. Yeah, it's you so- don't understand that that was not a thing. <laughs> I it was do because I remember it was starting to change when I was in high school because I remember the mm-hmm. people that had brought it up when I was in middle school and that was very much not okay. Mm-hmm. If you, I, I didn't know what Dungeons and Dragons even was until I was like a sophomore and then it was like, oh my God, that's what D&D stands for? <laughs> it's like I had been confused for three years, no idea what it was. But yeah, no, I, I it was not something that was like out of play. The, the people that, the thing for me was that where I was I talked about it already about how my school didn't really have clicks like that wasn't a thing right. we had cheerleaders in the D&D club like it was not there were no geeks anymore there were no geeks there were no nerds there were no goths there were no mm-hmm. popular like that didn't exist for me so it's like all that stuff's gone with with the 
you know, creation of Gen Z, everybody has just kind of fallen off of the everybody thinks that things like that are like cringy it's like really you're gonna call somebody a geek for being into something that literally everyone else is into like you're a geek if you don't know what star wars is like mm-hmm. that's what it is. so it's just it's it's funny to me I'm like yeah there's still little one-off random things that people are into that like nobody else is into but with the it, you know how much more connected everybody is online it's just there's there's no nobody is alone anymore it's not like oh man i'm really into this thing and i have these three friends in the entire town that actually know what i'm talking about and we you know binge watch all the things like dude normal people watch anime now and i'm like still reeling about that because i remember being like introduced to it when i was in like the fifth grade being like oh man like this is really cool and like nobody knew what it was and then nobody went to middle school (laughs) it went for, for me when i was when i was in okay so High school, yeah, it would have been would have been high school for me, was when I started watching anime, and I was like, oh, cool. And I was watching things, and I was watching shows that, like, they're shows that you know, are predecessors to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, like type mm-hmm. thing. People are like, oh yeah, I watch Mighty Morphin pa- Power Rangers. I'm like, yeah, I watch Ultraman. Like, oh yeah, well I I watch you know I watch Naruto. I watched the original Speed Racer Voltron as they were coming out. Yeah, and see, and that's also like things like that are like everybody's watching those things because those were the best times, and nobody mm-hmm. knew about them. And you know, so it's like, yeah, geekiness. I'm sorry, it's like one of those days where like, yeah, cool, it's a it's a it's a day, but. <laughs> It doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't. Yeah, you don't get beat up for being a geek anymore. No. And I don't have to protect people for being a geek because, well, that was the thing. Like, okay, you carry around a cell phone, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have to carry around a calculator. You don't have to carry around a, a TI calculator. You don't have to carry around a protractor. You don't have to carry around a bunch of encyclopedias <laughs> and research books. I still lived in the time where I had carry, to carry all that I around. Know, but, you, but I'm saying, is like, <laughs> like, you don't, though, right? Yeah. It's like, but... That was literally how you could tell who a geek was. You know, nobody carries around a bunch of pens and, and stuff anymore. Like, nobody carries around a bunch of pens in a pen protector, in their pocket protector. You know, it's like, because it's just, we don't need to anymore. Geeks won. You know how geeks won? Everybody has an iPhone. Everybody has an Android. Everybody has, you know, we, the things that we geek out about are, are you club iPhone? Are you club Android? Mm-hmm. Right. Are you team Star Trek or Star Wars? Or right. All those things, like, which makes literally means that you're more of a geek for arguing about those things. But those are mainstream arguments now. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, so That's it's, exactly it. So it's just yeah, being like, a geek is just not. It doesn't no, exist. The, the thing we don't do. Do you football? <laughs> right. Those are the things that are out now. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that were not out, and they are out now. So yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. So. Yeah, I'm I'm glad there's a day for it, but yeah, the was. So, all right, what's what's our next day? It is National Brown Baggot Day. Kay. National Brown Baggot Day on May 25th each year recognizes the benefits of packing your lunch for work or school. Taking your lunch to work or school is an effective way to save money and to ensure that you and your family are eating healthy. Some benefits to brown bagging it include money savings. For every meal you make at home, you can save several dollars a day. This is especially true if you are a nor- if you are normally prone to eating out, ordering in from restaurants, or eating out of vending machines at work. Better health choices. Willpower and peer pressure don't go well together. And when time is in short supply, we continue our poor decision-making patterns. At home, we can plan our meals, and our choices are limited to the items we place in our fridge and cupboards. With practice, those items will be healthy ones, too. 
Portion control. Even though we try to control our portions while eating out, we know the serving size just keep getting the serving sizes just keep getting bigger and bigger. When we brown bag it, we maintain that control. It's better for the environment. Paperbacks are 100% biodegradable, reusable, and recyclable. Um, we when we reuse the same containers and and recycle, we have more control over what is wasted. We also choose where our food is sourced. Sturdier. Many paper bags can withstand more pressure or weight than plastic bags. And paper bags present less of a suffocation risk to young children or animals. Unfortunately, paper bags do also have uh, some not-so-great benefits. Paper bags are not waterproof, they are more expensive than plastic bags, and they take up more storage space and are often heavier. Now, this, is a, this, uh, this next part is the reason why I <laughs> included this, because I had no idea that there were different, like, that paper bags had such a i don't know like a community i guess i don't know it's most it's paper bag terms the most common paper bag terms you may or may not care to know paper paper basis weight the thickness of paper to construct a bag determines the basis weight increase when the amount of paper increases the basis weight increases paper bags with a basis weight of 30 to 49 pounds is standard duty and 50 pounds or more mark heavy duty Gusset, the folded part of the bottom of the paper bag mm-hmm. that expands when opening. Flat bottom paper bags, the most common type of paper bag, and pinch bottom paper bags have an attached bottom that is sealed across, mostly used for candy and greeting cards. I like I didn't know any of that. <laughs> but anyways, um, so to observe bra- uh, brown bag a day, pack up your lunch in a brown paper bag, pick your favorite foods and enjoy a homemade lunch, and maybe make a puppet with your kids. I made paperback puppets, but uh, puppets when I was like, my mom still has the pictures on her Facebook. I, we we used to, we were so creative. We we would put on plays and performances for mm-hmm. our parents like all the time, and they were different every time. We would dress up, we would do our our makeup, we put us in all these you know all of our costumes. We never threw away our costumes from Halloween. We had a box, like a little, a little tr- uh, actual like toy chest that was just full of all of our costumes. Nice. And so we would pull them all out, put them all on, and figure out what we were gonna be. And we had out of a uh, moving box sized box, um, old paper towel rolls, and uh, I think it was it, it was an old skirt that we cut up with permission and created a puppet show box. <laughs> and okay. it was actually really cool that we even did that. And then, yeah, we made a bunch of pa- uh, of brown uh, brown bag puppets with yarn as for hair and drawing and googly eyes and all that. We did all of that. And me and my uh, my family friend, uh, my mom's it was my mom's best friend. Her name was Karen, and she had a daughter named Maya. And Maya was my best friend, and Malia just would hang out with us, and we had no issues with that. So we would put on these performances, and Maya was like my mirror because her and i did all the things we we lived in two separate you know areas uh she was ooh, i think she was always in like closer to napa valley and we were still obviously in elk grove so mm-hmm. um it was a drive <laughs> to hang out but yeah, when they would come hours. over yeah when they would come over we would have so much fun and so she was always in gymnastics when i was in gymnastics she did ice skating and i was jealous of the fact she did ice skating and she did dance and i had to dance like we did all the same things so we could mess around and do things together because we were in the same things outside of you know just us being friends so like oh yeah what did you learn gymnastics oh i just learned how to do a back handspring oh my god me too like so we would mess around doing things like that all the Mm -hmm. time and this was just one of those things she had done theater 
and came home and was you know came came to visit and was super excited to tell me all about all the theater things she had done and was super excited to be able to play theater with me and Malia so that we could you know dress up with all of our stuff that we had because she didn't have all of that because she was an only an only wow an only child so she didn't have anywhere near the amount of stuff that we had and so yeah we made all kinds of stuff and the the brown paper bag puppets was like a constant mm-hmm. throughout my oh, childhood yeah. that, was, that I made was the first puppet so i ever had many of those like i never did sock puppets i always had the brown paper bag puppets so i just like <laughs> i have very very fond memories i, s- of I brown used to paper get in bags. trouble on making sock puppets because you would take people's socks well i figured out how to do it do it easy and quick with the stapler Oh. So you fold it into your hand, right? Uh-huh. And then you, you punch the stapler on either side, like eight or nine times on either side, and you have a mouth. And so I have a mouth. And then I found out that if I my I had this googly eye um, ring that you could wear that went on your middle finger and gave your, your finger eyes so you could do a hand puppet, uh-huh. well, I also found that I could cut the sock <laughs> so that I could pop the sock up in there and do that. And yeah, no, no, that was... <laughs> that was that was that was not a good thing. But but paper bags, I'll tell you, one of the fun things is when you work in the print industry, um, you learn a lot about paper bags. Like I learned way too much. I learned the difference between die cut handle, flat handles, twist rope handles, uh, shoulder length ropes. You learn the difference between Vogue bags, flat bottom bag like you just learn all of them. And one of the coolest things that I learned and a client learned the hard way because she thought she was going to be slick about it was when you buy a full color printed bag okay mm-hmm. it is printed before it is folded okay oh. this is very important to understand because if you go to a printer and you tell them that you want them to print this ba- you know print on a bag and they tell you the price but you were able to find the bags themselves for less than half that price so you're just gonna bring those bags in no no I had a client who literally brought me 10,000 stinking folded bags, hand-length rope bags, and wanted me to print on them. I said, the only way I print on those, because, you know, the quote I had given her for the original bags, she didn't like the number. And she, well, I could buy blank bags. Yes, you can. Well, then I can have you silkscreen on them. Nope. Why? Because they were wax covered. So there was nothing I could do with these bags. (sighs) They were all folded and everything else, you know, so... You know, she ended up buying bags from us, <laughs> pre-fold and everything, spending t- more, almost twice as much because, you know, she bought these other bags because she could save like 20%. And it was just like, okay, because then she needed a rush order because she had to have them for this, you know, bridal show that was coming up. And it's like, those are money makers, by the way. Woo. Bridal shows, the people who coordinate bridal shows just bank. In I the don't money even know for what those, that is. huh? I don't know what that you don't is. know what a bridal show is. No, it's literally they have it at the beginning of every year. It's for people who are going to get married. You can go around and you can see hundreds of vendors for local photography, catering, decorations, dresses. David's bridal is at every single one. Um, you know, uh, just DJs, music, limo services, catering companies. Um, rental party rental places venues you know they all show up at these things by the hundreds Mm. and and it's like and so she needed to have these bags needed to have these 10,000 bags to give away because 
you know, you go to those bridal shows, you're competing against all of those other people to try to get a couple dozen weddings out of the season because wedding season's, you know, generally short. And not as much anymore, but it used to be that it was only in springtime. If you had a wedding in fall, you were weird. You know, now mm-hmm. it's like people have weddings year round. But back, you know, 20 years ago, that wasn't a thing. So, yeah, bags, bags are, I learned way too much about bags. <laughs> so, anyways, with that. Um, our third and final day mm-hmm. is National Wine Day. So, on May 25th. <laughs> On May 25th, stop, it's not that kind of wine. On May 25th, each year, wine lovers everywhere pour a glass of their favorite wine to celebrate National Wine Day. Whether it's red or white, the sound of glasses uh, clinking will be heard around the world today. Made from fermented grapes or other fruits, wine is an alcoholic beverage. During the fermentation process, yeast consumes the sugars in the grapes, converting it to alcohol. Different grapes produce different wines. Winemakers will combine different wines to create more complex flavors. Wines made from fruit or honey are often named according to the variety of the fruit used. Red wine varieties produce deep ruby reds as well as subtle ambers and browns. Their beautiful colors hint at the coming change in the season. With that, we can look for delicious menu changes, too. Besides, what better way to enjoy a great bottle of wine than by pairing it with excellent company and food? Winemakers produce white wines from grapes with light yellow or green skins or light red skins. However, it's not the color of the grapes that give the wine its color. It's the tannins in the grape skins that color wine red and also the flavor. White wines are generally sweeter than red wines and are best served chilled. Most red wines are served at room temperature. However, a sweet red should also be chilled for the best flavor. So to observe National Wine Day, reminisce with family and friends over a glass of wine. Enjoy wine with a favorite meal. And just a little tip, in a couple of days, we celebrate National... Ooh, I don't want to even try to pronounce this. It's uh, C-O-Q-A-U-V-I-N. Kokovan? Is it? I don't know. Okay. A day, which includes red wine as an ingredient. Pick oh, up yeah, an Coke extra. Okay, okay, yeah. So pick up an extra bottle to prepare. And obviously, share your favorite places to get wine on social media. What's your favorite wine? I already know the answer. Whatever the heck the wine was from that place. We never actually. They didn't give us a name for it and still have not figured it out and at this point I'm kind of mad at myself for not having tried because I kept forgetting about it that if I go to look and oh, it's not yeah, yeah yeah wildflower um what was the name of it it was it was wildflower vineyards or something like that no it was it was a it was a garden or a farm or something it was wildflower seed farm or something like that either way it <laughs> it's they had a wine that was mixed with juice wild seed farms wild seed farms and it was the wine mm-hmm. was mixed with juice and it was really good and i got it two bottles of it when i went wine tasting last year and had the first one that i shared with you and nikki and by mm-hmm. shared i mean they each got a glass and i drank the rest of yep. it <laughs> and then uh i have one more that i'm scared to open because i know that i'm gonna drink all of it <laughs> <laughs> I I don't want to open it and I told myself I wasn't going to open it until I had gotten figured out what it was and gotten more of it so that I could have it because they have this cool wine program thing that I could like get some of it like mm-hmm. every month but I yeah I kept forgetting and now I feel I can't like go hey you know over a year ago I showed up and there was this guy <laughs> that It'll I probably the same don't, guy sure but I don't know what his name was Yeah and and it's their wine club and uh Okay 
Will you be excited if I tell you the name? Because you'll know it when I say the name. I thought that it didn't have a name. I thought that it was didn't have a name at the time. Wh- okay. So they have, because they uh, it was a white wine, right? Uh-huh. It was a white wine, and he said it was from the year before, so it would have been a two uh, twenty twenty one, and he said it was a blend, and they had not finished it yet. But I remember specifically that he had said the weird combination of flavors for it that it had honeydew sea salt flavor to it, and that's their. Alberino, and it's right there. Okay. So yeah, found it. <laughs> so, but they have yeah they have a whole bunch of them, and uh, yeah, what was the juice he added it to though? Do you remember that? That was the key. He he said that it would be ta- it would taste great with any of them, and I had gotten I think it was pineapple and apple and something else, and uh, mm-hmm. I had gotten those juices to mix with it, but it's just so good on its own. That yeah. I literally got to the point where I wasn't mixing it with the juice because it was just that good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, it, he said it would probably be good with pretty much any fruit juice anyway. So I, I don't even care. I just want. I just want the wine. Yeah, <laughs> it no, was I so understand. Good. No, it was. It was. It was absolutely amazing. It was delicious wine. So okay, well, but I found it. So they they have it out this year and they have it because it's again, twenty twenty one. So, and he said it was a new wine. They hadn't even named it yet. So, yeah, there's there's two that follow fall for that. And, uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, good to know. Something to, to do when we're, we're not, you know, destitute. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah. I, I, and, no, it was just great. We just got to, at some point, I'll just take a drive down there. Even if we go camping, there's plenty of places to go camping down there. So I'm down to just go camping and then go wine tasting or go wine tasting and then go camping. So it's a beautiful area. And I, I loved that. Whatever that river was that was going through it, that we were talking about was just gorgeous. So anyways, with that, (laughs) don't forget to hit that follow button on whatever you're listening from. Like our podcast page on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all of that in our link tree in the description and be sure to give our website a visit. And that would be stupidpodcastonEverything.com. We will see you this afternoon. Come and join us definitely. We have a, a special thing going on just to kind of kick off our, uh, what, what do you want to think? Say for summer, right? Just yeah. a bunch of new changes. So we'll see you then. Peace out with your peace out. Bye.